Blog Talk Radio. John's bag's already packed. The house is on the market, oh, and that God. guy is ready to go. This is April, Vinny. I told everybody <laughs> in April he was gone. The house has been for sale. Absolute dickweed. <laughs> I feel bad for Goon. He is a true champion over here. He's not on the Facebook Live uh, or the Twitter, whatever we're on right now for you to see, but he is sucking it up here he in his 
Browns jersey. Is this a, is <laughs> Colt, this McCoy. A Colt McCoy Browns jersey? Oh. When it comes to the worst closets of jerseys in the world, our producer Goon, he is uh, the king of the mountain of that. But uh, I give him props. He's coming out here on a hard show for him and all you Islander fans. Once again, we want you to get involved and hear it. I've seen a lot of jersey bashing. Um, we're getting a phone call now. We're hoping it is Rob. If not, but let's go. You're on Over the Top Sports. Hey, how's it going tonight? Hey, what's going on? It's not Rob. Sorry to uh, sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> That's all no right. problem. What's on your mind? Uh, this is Glenn. Uh, happy to be on your 99th show, the great one, the Gretzky show. Um, <laughs> I am a really pissed off Islander fan right now. Um, and listen, if he, you know what, over all the years, I would have never blamed Tavares from leaving. He has watched his friends leave from Molson to Oposo to the Vanek fiasco, the two arenas. This guy has put up with so much in those nine years here. I would have never blamed him for leaving. In fact, the last year I told everybody I could, he's gone, and I don't blame him. The problem I have is the way that he left this time, telling them in February, I'm not, I don't want to be traded. I want to stay here. From And then i got to read a tweet how it's his childhood dream. The island of management, listen, it's a disaster. But you bring in Lou, you bring in Trotz, they're going to turn this franchise around. And for him just to turn his back on this franchise after saying he wanted to stay, that's the part that bothers me. That's the part that I question his legacy. Um, I will never root for him again. Uh, I have five jerseys of him. You know, every jersey possible plus his Canadian jersey. I don't know what to do with it. Um, well, you can but I'm the curious. bagel boss. They're going to give you a dozen bagels for each jersey, Glenn. Yeah, well, if you saw the size of me, you're going to see, you'd know that I don't need any more bagels. Trust me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. And, and, and this franchise, it's cursed. It really is cursed from those four cups because, you know, you see now that Eric Carlson – uh, is there any doubt in your mind Eric Carlson's going to end up as a Ranger just because that's how it works? I mean, Matty Martin, fan favorite, Rangers will end up getting him too, and they're talking about the Han too. So I, I don't know. I'm just frustrated as heck. And, and again, I, I wouldn't have blamed him, I, you know, and I don't think anybody would have. The video would have been tributed. The, the, uh, the jersey would have been in the rafters. But the way this went down – in February, saying, don't trade me to, I want to be here, I want to finish my career here, it's so important to me to play for one team, and then to read about, it's been my childhood dream, what a fraud. He's had this decision made up for quite some time, you'd have to think, right? There's no doubt in my mind, and that's why, how could he put up? How could he do that? How could he say, I want to stay here in February? Listen, look what the Ranger package they got for McDonough. Could you imagine February, hey, San Jose, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and a bidding war for this guy? Maybe would have had that goalie prospect right now that we need. He just set this franchise back three to five years easily. And if he didn't want to be here, nobody would have blamed him, really. I, I, I think I speak for Islander fans saying that. Everything he put up with, he deserved better. But it's the way he handled it that just drives me bananas, man. It drives me crazy. And, uh, Glenn, I, first of all, a few things that you mentioned. As far as handling it goes, I see your point. What, um, listen, this could have been a very difficult decision for him. We don't know that, and it could have been tearing him up. We're going to play a few seconds of the press conference in just a few minutes. But when I see a picture of him in Toronto Maple Leaf pajamas and, and a Toronto Maple Leafs uh, bed cover, um, and then, you know, I see that after that, it's just salt into the wound. And I completely agree with you. And, and Vinny, you too, his mind was made up. This is where he was going from day one. And you're right. I think the franchise is set back three to five years. Absolutely. For not trading him. And they didn't trade him because he said not to, you can't trade him. If he's saying not to, you have to hold out hope. He's going to come back. Right. Right. And, and well, I don't Glenn, buy thank this. You for the phone. Oh, yeah. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Glenn. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't buy these guys that are tweeting, you know, these bloggers that are tweeting that um, it's because Garth was left and, and Snow left and this was a, as you know, they have no loyalty. I, I don't buy that. I think his mind was made up because if you think about this, guys, if he had stayed, this is Lou Lamorello, okay? Lou Lamorello, he drafted Brodeur. He got – then Brodeur's heading out. He trades for Schneider. He gets to Toronto. He trades for Anderson. I don't know who the goalie's going to be next year, but you know what? I trust him. He was going to turn mm-hmm. this around. Next year, I, I, I would have bet 
he would have had somehow found a way to put this team in the playoffs. And not to mention Trotz. What do you think Barry Trotz is thinking right now? I just won a cup with Washington. Ovechkin did the right thing, stayed there. What do you think he's thinking right now? Do you think they were told that – do you think either one of them take the job if Tavares didn't say, I'm staying? Like, I, I don't understand what they – what could he have possibly told them for them to take this job and then walk away, you know, a month later? And Glenn, thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. I, I do feel bad for you. There are a few Islander fans, Vinny, that I do feel bad for. Um, the, sens- the sensible ones like Glenn, I do. Um, I think Lamarillo was taking the job either way. His son works here. I think he wanted to be closer to family. So I think he would have eventually took the job either way. And I agree. I think Barry Trotz would have also been. There just wasn't enough jobs out there. Um, I think they both thought Tavares was going to be here. And I think Barry Trotz now is thinking, I might have a rebuilding process on my hands instead of coming from one cup team where if Tavares is here and you add a goalie and a defenseman, I have a playoff team. So the I the think impact of John Tavares' decision is so impactful because they had all the right steps in the right direction this offseason. Right. Amazing draft. Uh, great GM. Uh, proven GM. The winning Stanley Cup coach comes right. in, too. What more could you ask for? And then this guy just goes complete Judas on the New York Islanders. <laughs> he does. He lied to them right to their face. He ghosted this organization. And he took his bags and he packed them straight home to uh, Toronto, Canada. And uh, this is a team, like I was just saying, they were going the right direction. And then he just completely turned his back on them. Islander fans, we want to hear from you guys. 646-716-5403. Give us a call. We will get you in there. We want to hear everything you got to say. Uh, we have some press clips from the press conference yeah. of John Tavares today. So, uh, Goon, why don't you play that for us? I just felt like my heart was in two places where I'm from and, and a place where I've been for a long time. That helped me become the man that I am today. And I was just uh, – my gut was uh, just tearing apart. My heart was tearing apart trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and, and yesterday was, uh, was one heck of a day. Um, can ask my fiance just, uh, the amount of times I walked up and down the pool at my house, just trying to get a sense of what I wanted to do and, and, uh, the path I wanted to take. And I, I just felt th- this opportunity was just so rare. The, the timing of where this organization's at, where the team's at, um, obviously the connection of being from here. Um, and you know, I, I, I believe that this team's got such a great, opportunity um and not just for the first few years of my contract but the for me what was important was all was all seven years they haven't brought anybody in since february so that opportunity was going to be there so i understand all of the island fans frustrations i do i i i get it man I, i really do but at the same time this is somebody that went through hell here so i understand him wanting to leave and and if you don't think it's on the right terms, then so be it. It was the way they went about it. We have another caller. Uh, let's get him on the horn here. Welcome to Over the Top Sports Radio. Hello? Hello. What's going on? Welcome to Over Hi. the Top. Hi, yes. Uh, I'm a very loyal Islander fan. From I was 48 years old. I was happy to see four cups in a row and then deal with the debacle of the fish sticks, you know, uniform and all that. And I, I can agree with Tavares to a point, but then when you look at it from the overall picture, I hate when people tell me that he, can, he has his right to be a restricted free agent, which he does. But there's a point where if, you, if your desire is to play for a team, your childhood team, shouldn't you be honest as a professional, not only to the organization, but to the fans that wear your uniform proudly and say, you know what? I think I want to go and fulfill my dream of playing for my team. And then I say, I will give you time to make a deal and get some players to help you and the rest of my teammates, because I'm pretty sure there were some teammates that also thought that he was going to stay. But what pissed me off is some Islander fans were saying how, how some Islander fans were very, uh, I would say, vicious to Tavares. Well, Mike Bossy, had a great comment after the Tavares situation. I don't know if you've seen what he said, but he said that Tavares, as a paid professional, should have at least gave the Islanders a heads up early enough where they could have prepared for the the draft that just passed as well, but he didn't do that. And I wish him luck, but what also pissed me off with his interview was he couldn't even give Barzal his credit for being rookie of the year. He goes, they got this rookie who won rookie of the year. How do you not know your teammate's name? You know, it, to me, it looked like he was a so, he's very sore at uh, the Islanders organization, which didn't give him an opportunity to win. But you had Lou Amarillo, you had Trotz, and a, a now an ownership willing 
to do whatever you wanted. And I really think that the owners, for the first time in a long time since Pickett, was really wanted to cater to Tavares to establish what the Islanders used to be, a premier organization. At one time, the Islanders were looked at as one of the top five organizations in all sports. And what Wayne Gretzky said years ago about the Devils, a Mickey Mouse organization is what the Islanders have been since they lost uh, Al Arbor slash Peter Laviolette. Thank you. All right, thank you for the call. I mean, 100% he handled this wrong. But you know what? I think a little bit, he was a little scared, and he was afraid to part ways with the Islander fans because he didn't know how they would take it. But now um, I think he's got quite an idea of how they've taken it. But uh, I mean, if he co- this is the point that that's hard for a player to do, though, to go up there and say, hey, you might as well trade me. Because you know what? I understand exactly. wouldn't be happy with it at the time. But obviously now after the fact, seeing this, you obviously would have taken that in a, in a heartbeat. You would have taken that. But I think it was, he was a little nervous to go in there and say, give me a trade. You know what? He could have went to a championship caliber team at the trade deadline. The Islanders weren't doing anything then. They might have snuck into the playoffs, but they weren't going to do any damage. So what, what's right. up, Goon? So as an Islander fan, I think the first caller hit the nail on the head. I think obviously he wanted him to stay. There was no doubt about it. But the way he went about it, you know, they were told, all right, well, he didn't sign an extension before the trade deadline. So they, I guess, somehow came up, well, we'll shop you around. And he said, no, like, I want to stay. Uh, I believe he was quoted at one point or another. Derek Jeeves my idol. He's the face organization. You know, I aspire to be that one day. So the Islanders have to do the right thing and not trade him, expecting him to stay. Right. You really killed. You cannot trade him because once you trade him, he's not coming back. Correct. So you couldn't give up on the chance of this guy coming back, being your star player like he's been for the next eight more years. You can't do that. So he handled it wrong 100%. Absolutely. But the problem with that is, too, is it seems like he went to the midnight deadline on the 30th and didn't even talk to the Islanders until July 1st. In the morning when he told me he wasn't going to be Well, he told them Saturday night. Oh, you're late Saturday They knew Saturday night. So, I mean, he did give right. them we, the first phone call and whatever. But, but you know, just, listen, I, I see the point for my other fans. Yeah. I do. But at the same time, listen, then if you you can't trade him like you said. So, I don't know what to tell you. What, what he did to his former team is wrong. But you can't blame him for doing what he wants to do at the same time. This well, is his right to be a free agent, as uh, our caller just mentioned before. Right. And he wanted to go home. He clearly had some intentions. Uh, if he cared any about his team, he would have said, uh, okay, you should trade me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we get that. But he didn't do that. Uh, maybe he was scared to do that. We don't know. But um, he, he's home and he's happy now. He doesn't have to worry about what arena he's going to be playing in. And uh, even though the Islander fans took three steps forward with that draft, with the new GM, with the new coach, they have now taken 10 steps back because of John Tavares leaving them high and dry. I, I completely agree with you, Vinny. I really do. And I feel bad for the fans, and I think maybe um, maybe he could have handled it better for the fans, but he does not owe that organization a goddamn thing. I, I've been saying for a long time, well over a year, that he's an idiot that he does stay. <laughs> like, there's, the team did nothing for him, gave him no reason to stay. But the fact that he led the team on to believe that he was going to stay, so they didn't trade him and get value out of him. And he went he's up, been there nine years, right? Yeah, uh, just about nine years, and they only won one playoff series with him over there. Yeah, he, had, he had no, he shouldn't have stayed. He had no reason to stay. I've been saying. It. And even if he comes back this year, though, who's your goalie? Who's your defense? He's well, going to a better team. I, that's why I said he shouldn't <laughs> stay. But he should have also not told the Islanders, like, "Oh, I want to stay. Please don't trade me." Because obviously they're not going to trade you if they think you're going to stay. That's what killed them. And if you ask ninety-eight percent of every Islander fan, they're going to say, "You know, it is what it is. Of course, we wanted to stay." But the fact that he asked not to be traded, that and then he left, that's where we were pissed. My fellow my fellow degenerates, the odds have shifted. Uh, the new odds, uh, since John Tavares went to Maple Leafs, are seven to one favorites. They're the number one team in hockey to win the Stanley Cup in twenty nineteen. They were previously ten to one favorites over there. The New York Islanders now, they were sixty to one favorites with John Tavares. And you can see that's just a hike from sixty to one to ten to one right there. Uh, now they are 80 to one, and they are actually the bottom three uh, worst teams in hockey according to these odds that I'm looking at right now, which is pretty interesting. And Rob on his Twitter called this a lottery team without Tavares. He it called is. this a lottery team. And listen, um, as much as we bust Rob's chops about this and hockey and whatever, anything, when I say to you, Vinny, that Rob is one of the smartest hockey people that I I know. Uh, I mean that he is. He knows hockey. He knows everything about it. He knows everything about the Islanders. And um, for him to come out and say that everybody now saying it's Barzell's team, he's right, Rob. 
Rob said Barzell was playing against second-line players because Tavares had that first line. Mm -hmm. Other teams game plan to face John Tavares. Now other teams are going to game plan for Matthew Barzell. Shit rolls downhill, Vinny. I mean, now your first line uh, with Barzell there, now the second line is weaker, third line weaker. And, And Rob's absolutely right. This is going to be a lottery team. That's a great point, and that's why I wish Rob could have made the show today. This is a big-time Rob show. He'd be the only one defending the Islanders, even though there's not much to defend here, honestly. But uh, obviously, he's a guy we're going to want to hear his views. Definitely check out his views this Saturday. He will be here live in the house for the 100th episode of Over the Top Sports. We've come a long way, Big Mike. We have. And good. We've come uh, quite some time over here. We have some guests coming. As of now, we're scheduled with Wesley Walker former Jet wide receiver, and Jim Lairitz, uh, somebody Rob probably doesn't like either. He had some big-time home runs against the Braves in the World Series. Uh, we're going to have them on and, and some more, and Antonio Brown signature giveaway. Yep. Uh, Islander fans, we're going to move on to the subjects. Uh, LeBron is obviously uh, – he made his decision, part three. But uh, anytime you want to come in and talk John Tavares, we'll love to go back to him. We're also expecting to hear from Rob. 646-716-5403. All right, the King's decision has been made. The decision part three, every time this man's been a free agent, he has left town and he has left Cleveland for a second time. Cleveland, this is for you. He is now a Los <laughs> Angeles Laker. He makes them trade with the Los Angeles Lakers and then goes to the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron is a Laker. Your thoughts? Yeah. First of all, if people are saying that Tavares didn't have his mind, had his mind made up, you can't tell me LeBron didn't have his mind made up. At the trade deadline, he has Clarkson's contract and Nance's <laughs> contract shipped to Cleveland. Are you kidding me? Now he can go over there on a max deal. They could still afford another max deal. The NBA should look into this, Vinny. Cause it's Absolutely. That's always been the best player in the league yep. and the best coach in the league and yep. the best GM in the league because he's dictated basketball for ever since 2003 since he's been drafted. He's dictated free agency with the Heat, going back to Cleveland, going to the NBA Finals eight years in a row, all because of mine, not even what he possesses on the damn court, which is obviously sensational. And now he's going to L.A., but I must say – this is a more courageous decision here by, um, by LeBron because he's not teaming up with anybody over there. As of now, Aaron Judge solo blast for all you Yankee fans out there. We'll get into them. Big series win against the Sox. But um, big move by LeBron because he's on a Laker team where Kyle Kuzma is the second-best player right now. Yeah, but they're going to get somebody. They are. And I think that they're waiting for Kawhi Leonard. Supposedly, um, the Lakers' offers for, Ka- offers for Kawhi have been underwhelming, according to Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer. That deal is going to get done. But do you think they trade from this year, knowing he's a free agent next year? Do you think someone with LeBron's stature, they could be like, hey, chill out for a year. We'll get Kawhi for you next year. Or, listen, we got LeBron here for four years. We got to do everything in our power to at least win one title with LeBron. I just heard Rajon Rondo there, too. They right? did. Rondo, Rondo Javel, McGee, listen, listen, guys, Rajon Rondo's not a good fit for the Lakers. I'm telling you that right now. What is he going to do when LeBron's on the court? They can't be on the court together. Rondo can't shoot. LeBron's the point guard. Rondo is not going to be effective at all. I think that's such a bad signing. They did lose Julius Randle today. Very underrated player. Great contract that the Pelicans got him for. Two years, $18 million for Julius Randle. Big time signing there. But Rajon Rondo, Lakers, I hate that move. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is a good player over there. Lonzo Ball, I guess he can only get better, right? He's got to work on his shot. Too, Brandon right? Ingram, is a, he's got to learn how to shoot the ball a little better, too. I mean, right now, they need to get that big guy. And I think next to line up is now that Paul George surprisingly, he said in OKC. That shocked everybody, myself included. Um, Boogie Cousins looks like the next guy up for the Lakers. Listen, they're going to do something. LeBron James, like you said, Vinny, is one of the best minds. Uh, You know, we're not going to talk talent, best minds. He knows something's coming. He does. He wouldn't have went there for it to be him, Lonzo Ball, and Kuzma. But the calling, the calling could be 2019. There's a lot of uh, good free agents could out there. Be. That's fine. Uh, Kawhi Leonard leading the way for that. Uh, the Lakers, uh, the Spurs don't want to make a deal with the Lakers. Right. They really I don't. don't blame them. And um, if they don't get anything going, I, I don't even think Cousins is enough for LeBron to go deep in the playoffs this year. You're talking about a guy who had a cakewalk. All he has to do is be on a team in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. and he's going to the NBA Finals. We're talking about the Lakers. If they are just how they are right now, no more moves, just like this, might not even make it out of the first round in the West. I agree with you. But, again, at the same time, the Spurs, this is the same thing with Tavares, Vinny. You have to trade him. Otherwise, he's leaving for nothing. <laughs> so, you have to get something for him. Uh, there's only a handful of teams that could offer uh, something, you know, reasonable, the Celtics being one. And I think the 76ers were now in on it, but they don't want to give up to get. So, uh, you know, the Lakers have a few pieces that they can move, some picks that they can move. They want supposedly three first-round picks or whatever the hell it was. It was ridiculous. 
But um, LeBron's there for a reason, and some other big names will be there as well. It's going to come, and uh, the Spurs, they could wait even longer. Believe me, they're not going to let uh, a Tavares thing happen. They know Kawhi's intentions. And Kawhi, considering how he felt about the whole, you know, injury situation, how he felt about that, he's not too pleased with the Spurs. I don't expect him to go get traded by the deadline. He's not going to play another game for the Spurs, it looks like. So they're going to trade him. The Lakers obviously want it. Um, if I'm if I'm Kawhi, man, and if I'm the Spurs, just send them out to Boston. Get them out of your conference. You don't have to worry about facing uh, LeBron and Kawhi on the same team. Get them out to Boston. You'll get the best return. I don't know why Kawhi doesn't want to go to Boston, but they'll get the best return. He'll get a – believe me, Boston's going to the NBA Finals without him. Imagine they get Kawhi. That is actually a team that might, if healthy, with Brad Stevens' mastermind, compete with the Warriors in the NBA Finals. But, I mean, this is still the Warriors League. No matter what happens, no matter who goes to the Lakers, Golden State, they're going to win for another two years at least because Kevin Durant re-signed with them. No shocker there. And we're talking championships. So, again, I think that you're right. The Warriors, it is their league. Well, let's not discredit uh, the Houston Rockets because they were the best team during the regular season. And even with Kawhi Leonard and Cousins, I don't think they could beat Houston, Vinny. I really don't, uh, in my opinion. I think Houston is still a better team than them. So it's still a long ways away for the Lakers. But, uh, you know, from a team where, where they were on Saturday to where they are now, it's, you know, LeBron James and other pieces. You don't think they'll fit. But, again, they're there because LeBron wants them there. So um, they've made giant strides in two days. I think they will make more strides. But, again, they are not beating the Warriors, and I honestly don't think they're beating the Rockets. You know what blows my mind? How people are talking about Magic Johnson on the hot seat if he doesn't get Kawhi Leonard. He just got you the freaking best player in basketball. Right. What less could he do? He, I mean, what more could he He's do not here? Hot seat. Come on. He done He's his, the he best done his job. He got you LeBron James. No. He got you the face of the NBA right. already. So if he doesn't do any more for you, he already made your team significantly better. He's bringing you back to a playoffs where you haven't been there in God knows how long now. So he's revived this franchise that's obviously uh, going to be the hottest ticket now. Uh, the Laker tickets were never cheap anyway. Right. So now they're going to skyrocket to Nick prices, which for some reason us Nick fans still pay those prices to go watch that product. But um, <laughs> listen, uh, I got to imagine Boogie Cousins is the next move for uh, the Lakers, especially since Paul George re-signed with OKC. Anything to make of uh, Chris Bosh coming back? Uh, that's the big rumor also. And, and listen, he's not going to be Chris Bosh, but he's going to be somebody that can come off the bench and probably contribute. I know he will gel with LeBron. If he could still do that jump shot, Chris Bosh has a place in this league. And he could shoot. He used to be a very, very good shooter. He had that mid-range. He even had the three-point uh, shot down. So Chris Bosh, if he's going to go somewhere, he's going to be cheap because he's a big question mark. He's been exactly. in the league for the health, some years. The blood clock. I know LeBron could get this guy back into where he wants to be. He's no more than a role player now, but he'd be an excellent role player alongside LeBron James. I think um, Joel Bede tweeted, which was hilarious. He's becoming one of the best followers on Twitter. <laughs> That's um, your boy. He doesn't shut up. It's great. That's your boy. He speak with, speaks with what's on his mind. Uh, this will still be Kobe and Shaq's team. What do you make of that? <laughs> um, I guess that means hilarious. LeBron's not going to win a ring, but I agree with that. That's why I'm so shocked by LeBron's decision. I mean, everybody said the Lakers, you saw it coming. I cannot believe he did that because I don't really consider it selling out too much on anything other than him leaving Cleveland again. Um, he's going against the Warriors earlier than the NBA Finals. He might actually be cemented at three and six. I don't think LeBron's ever going to get back in the NBA Finals. I don't think there's anything the Lakers can do that will make them better than Golden State. So Eddie on Facebook says, "What else can LeBron give Cleveland? He's done everything for uh, everything for Finals, a ring, a lot of money for the city. What else can he do? He did it for his family." Can't do anything. He can't do anything else for Cleveland. And, and that team's in cap hell. You didn't see the jerseys getting burnt. Right. You didn't see that this time. Right. And rightfully so. He won you a title. You're a Cleveland fan. Believe me, we know what that means to you guys right. in that city of sports. They don't win anything over there. You're always any sport. Yes. In mean, anything. So obviously, there's nothing more he could have done. And Cavalier fans, you got to just accept it. You knew they weren't going to win regardless this year, but you don't trade LeBron James. Of course. You don't do that. That's another situation like uh, John Tavares. You don't do that. He got you to four straight finals. He got you to five finals, actually, and he won one of them. And it was an epic one that he won. Uh, they were down 3-1 yep. against a 73-win team, and he came back and won. And you can't take that away from the guy, and you can't take that title away from Cleveland. But Cleveland now, with no Kyrie, no LeBron, uh, they are going to be back in the shitter. <laughs> and as far as the Eastern Conference, do you think we're looking at – and I'm not going to even mention Toronto, Vinny, after what they just did. But do you think this is now the 76ers in Boston the next – four years that we're just looking at them battling it out to see who goes to the final? You have to say that. 
there's nobody else where unless somebody signs with the Wizards, unless somebody wants to join uh, Beal and Wall over yeah. there, you All got right. a nice three-way team a there. Big guy, maybe that would be it. Um, maybe the Raptors too. They've been a 50-win season every uh, 50-win team yeah, every year. To the now LeBron's out. He's knocked them out every year. <laughs> I mean, nobody's happier than the Toronto Raptors right now, as he has just owned them the last four years over there. Maybe even longer with the Heat, but um, they they got the Rosen and Lowry to build with too. I mean, I would love to see Cousins, a big man, go play with one of those teams, Wizards or Raptors. And that is somebody that might be able to get Boston run for their money. And um, we'll see. I mean, other than that, though, you're right. The East, it's Sixers and Boston easily. And then the other thing that uh, – the other rumor that I was floating around was uh, Dwight Howard wants to sign with the Warriors, trade to the Nets. <laughs> Nets aren't going to have him play one game for them. They're going to buy him out, get rid of the contract. But, again, I mean, you laugh about it, but this is somebody, Vinny, that – he's better than JaVale McGee. Uh, this is somebody that can come off the bench and give you – you know, eight <laughs> points, eight rebounds. I was just going to say that. It's hilarious. That's how they upgrade. Oh, JaVel McGee's gone, even though he's he fit their system. Right. Dwight Howard is not there to put up 30 points. Dwight Howard is just there to be a rim protector exactly. and pull down some rebounds. Exactly. And he's going to make Draymond Green's life a lot easier. Yep. Um, and he's not expensive anymore. He's not a max player like he used to be, Dwight Howard. And uh, he's become quite the journeyman. He's not going to be a lot of money. I could totally see him going to Golden State. And that, listen to that starting five, just right there. It's ridiculous. Seth Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and Dwight Howard. Yep. That is that is unbeatable. And that's what the Warriors are becoming. People will – you've seen David West do it. I'll play for the, the league veteran minimum to come play for your team. I want my ring. People are doing that. You're going to see good role players come in there off the bench. And uh, th- listen, just basketball, it's, it's become – the juggernauts have ruined it, if you ask me. I agree. They really have. Um, J.J. Redick, he signed another one-year deal with the Sixers. Um, I don't know. I guess not many thoughts to think of that, right? Listen, um, the, the contract was laughable. Uh, you know, the $25 mil, what was it, $25, $22 million for one year. But he was a good fit. He actually was a pretty good fit there, Vinny. And I have no issue with it whatsoever. Um, I, I kind of like the 76er team. I really do. Another one-year deal for uh, Caldwell Pope with the Lakers. He actually has the same representative as LeBron James does. I didn't know that. Funny thing, though, uh, you brought up JaVale McGee. I cannot believe LeBron James uh, – we talk about Kevin Durant going to play with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Yeah. LeBron James just went to go play with Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee. <laughs> the two, arguably the two biggest goofballs in the NBA, LeBron James, the most serious – dominant competitor in the in the game is alongside those two goofballs yeah and, and now you got to deal with the ball father too which i mean is it going to be fun and can you imagine a bad game if lebron james is a bad game Vinny, the ball's going to be out there saying it's not lonzo it's not my son go blame LeBron. lebron it could be a disaster uh it really could but you know right, i, I forgot it, the complete goofball of them all lebar right. ball. <laughs> it really could just be a, a disaster with lebar ball there but I, i'm sure listen they're shooting for the playoffs they're shooing, uh, you know, who knows if they get past the first round, where they're seated or whatever. Uh, if you're a Laker fan, you have to be ecstatic. You really do. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're taking the next jump regardless. Right. And if you're Tyron Lue, now you have to learn how to coach. Now you uh, actually have to be a head coach. That's the best thing right there. That is absolutely the best thing. Uh, I love any memes. Speaking of memes, uh, the, the LeBron, uh, Lonzo Ball, the, the jersey <laughs> covering their mouths. I love those memes that you can literally put anything right there. And uh, Tyron Lue's catching a lot of heat on the memes because we all know this guy's a no-name coach, and he's leading the Cavaliers to maybe 25 wins this year, 30 tops. It's not going to be a fun uh, time in Cleveland lottery anymore. As they are going back to a lottery, but they happen to get the number one pick all the time when they suck. Yeah. So we'll see how that works. All right. So What do you the, do with Kevin Love? Sorry, Vinny. What do you do with Kevin Love? you got to trade him. Yeah. You're not going anywhere with him. Uh, the Cavs said they're still trying to make a splash in free agency. Um, Who? There's no one there. <laughs> no one's going to go there. Of course. It's not a destination anymore. You were only a destination ever. Because of LeBron James, and that's plain and simple. And Kevin Love, LeBron changed your game around too much where you're not even the player that you once were great with in Minnesota. This guy was a 2020 automatic battle in the paint and kill you with threes. And now Now he is strictly strictly just a three-point shooter, and that is a waste of a big man that you do not see anymore in this league. And it's pretty sad because I miss those dominant bigs like Shaq, Duncan, those guys who power you in the paint. Kevin Love was that last guy. And now he's just a three-point shooter because that's what the NBA is these days. I agree with you. Too so, banged up to be that guy. And the other thing that I want to keep an eye on is Shaq and JaVal McGee. That could be great, too. <laughs> Shaq, they hate each other. Now McGee's on the Lakers. JaVal McGee always wins the Shaq thing a fool award <laughs> at some point in the season. So, um, listen, the TNT broadcast is great with Shaq and Barkley. They really you are. You can't beat those two guys there. Um, all right, so that's the NBA free agency. Yep. Let's get into our bread and butter once again. 
Uh, anybody wants to call about John Tavares, we're still hoping to hear from Rob about it. But if not, you definitely catch our show this Saturday. It's a special two-hour edition, 100th episode, uh, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern time. So we would love to have everybody on there. We're going to have some giveaways, some trivias. So we want you to get involved, as always. We're going to move it over to the MLB. Big Mike, my New York Yankees. Yes. Big-time win last night. They did what they did best, and that's clobber David Price. Yeah, so I don't know if you saw the stat, Vinny, but what do you think Price's record is, uh, or even ERA, in his five starts at Yankee Stadium uh, with the Red Sox? If I'm not mistaken, is it an 11 ERA? It is 10.44-0-5 in those five starts. Wow. He 100% should have made up some sort of fake injury last night. You suck! I completely agree. And I, I messaged you. I said I was a little nervous. The line was 190. I thought it was going to be higher. I felt like it was a trap. I felt like this is one of those bets that's just too easy, that you say it's too easy, you stay away from. And it wasn't. I mean, it was just a debacle. It's hard to say a minus 190 line is a trap. But like you said, uh, everything was too perfect. Everything fit the Yankees. It's just a matter of you want to put up the 190. The, the bottom line was uh, Severino was pitching, and um, it was the second place Red Sox, the second best team in baseball. So that balanced out to a minus 190 line, which is pretty crazy. You're considering the two best teams in baseball going at it, but that's, you just said, David Price's ERA at Yankee Stadium. Right. Look at Severino. This guy is probably the Cy Young, young yeah. right now. If you had to end the season at sure. this point, you know I love ending the seasons when my guys are doing great. Yeah, Didi, MVP of April. <laughs> he was the MVP of April, hands <laughs> down, landslide. But uh, that's why it was 190, and that's still a lot. But the Yankees, they got the job done once again. Uh, nope. Next man up is doing it for this team. This yeah. team is just, you have to say, I know they only gained one game on the Red Sox this weekend. You have to say this is their division. And I, I have said that, Vinny. When we did the predictions, I said it was their division. I had the Red Sox finishing second. Why? Starting pitching. You saw it last night. You saw what Chris Sale can do. Chris Sale is fantastic. Chris Sale will win you the one-game playoff. It's going to be what happens after that. I don't trust David Price coming at the Yankee Stadium or even at home against the Yankees. Drew Pomerantz is abysmal. Stephen Wright is now on the DL, and he's a knuckleball pitcher. I'm not trusting him in the playoffs. They need a starting pitcher in the worst way. If the Yankees and Red Sox faced in a, let's say, the ALCS, how can you say the Red Sox are going to beat them? I know they're right there with the Yankees. It's not like the Yankees are killing them in the head-to-head. Right. They won the last two series. Um, But, I mean, Severino can beat Chris Sale. Um, Coin toss. Then you look at the Red Sox pitching. David Price is going to lose to the Yankees. Agreed. That's what I, did. I don't think anyone could say otherwise right now. I agree. Sonny Gray sucks. If anything, I would throw him against David Price. Well, Sonny Gray, the stats are interesting. You know what his uh, home ERA is versus away ERA? His home, I'm going to guess. I know his home it's is significantly tough. worse. Yeah. It's like a high six ERA at home. His home ERA is 8.25. Wow. His away ERA is 3.28. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, so, that is a dramatic split. It is. <laughs> it is. So... Sonny Gray, I hope, is not even sniffing getting the ball in the postseason. Which he might not. So we know they're going to be looking for some pitchers. Um, we'll get into who the Yankees could pick up in free agents after, uh, I mean, at the deadline. But let's go back to that series uh, matchups. Tanaka, I trust over, who would you say the number two is? Porcello? Uh, I would think that would, well, they might not go two lefties in a row. So sure, Porcello is fine. They got a lot of lefties, though. Pomeranz is coming back. Yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez. Eduardo Rodriguez, no yeah. lefty. These guys don't scare me outside of Chris Sale, and I trust Severino and a Yankee lineup that's power at righties to Didn't pick Pur- up that win. Porcello, wasn't he throwing the no-hitter against the Yankees, though, before the rainout? Porcello has some decent history he against does. the Yanks. But you know what? Ball pitcher going po- postseason, put this guy in Yankee Stadium, I, I don't think he beats them. I really don't. The Chris Sales are only shot, and uh, unless Sonny Gray is pitching against them, which I hope not. But let's talk about who the Yankees can acquire. They were talking about it at the Sunday Night Baseball um, the uh, broadcast last night. J.A. Your boy, Alex Trump. Everything <laughs> runs through Alex in that forecast. <laughs> Vinny, that is just as bad as John Sterling. It's horrible. That's because Jess Mendoza doesn't know what she's talking no, about. No, no, no. She might be the smartest of the three. Oh, give me a break. Alex is the, uh, Alex is the guy. He almost hit 700 home runs. Do you think uh, that people care about what I Jess Mendoza has to say? I can't That's listen right. to that guy. How dare you disrespect uh, the goat? How you, this guy is so knowledgeable of the game. He yeah. has so much passion. He, he's, yeah. a, he's a Hall of Famer if he didn't do the roids. But well, anyway, I completely agree with that. It's just hard to listen. To. Anyway, big Mike. Those were great. I, can't really, I don't really care for Jess Mendoza, but I, I still miss the Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller, uh, Joe Morgan days. That's I what I miss. With you. I miss I those guys. They, they were great. J.A. Happ is apparently the best pitcher the Yankees can get. I don't like that. I don't like it either. I don't like that either. They had another disgusting list. Cole Hamels was on it. I, would, I don't want Hamels. I would take Happ over Hamels. I don't want Hamels either. I, I might even take Hamels over Happ. 
Well, I don't. I don't like either of them to be honest with you. Who, who else was on there? You remember seeing this? Uh, I didn't. I missed that. Part. I didn't see it. But there's a lot of names I didn't like. It wasn't. It wasn't very flashy, to say the least. Um, it, it wasn't a very good list, and I don't know who, what the Yankees are. I'm, you know they're going to go out and get somebody, but is it worth it? You, you, you know have to imagine Clint Frazier is going to be in this field. I want with Tampa Bay either Snell or even Chris Archer. Well, you're, you're not, not getting either. Snell. That's for sure. Snell's having a hell of a year. Either. Snell just uh, mowed down the, the Astros. In the same division? It's not happening. Yeah, you don't see division trade. Right. Right. But Goon, I'd be with we'll you, yeah, even though I think Archer is finished. Like you know who I can see? You're right, Matt Harvey. And, oh, and drop it. Listen, what do you think he's done his last three starts? I know his he last start yesterday was pretty damn good. Three and zero in his last three. Three and zero, eighteen innings, one point four seven ERA, fourteen Ks and two walks. With my red hot Cincinnati Reds, led by somebody, Shooter Jeanette. This would not cost you much. He's a free agent if it doesn't work out. He wants to Big play for the Yankees. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Shut it right uh, now. Shut your damn mouth. It's a good The fit. Dark Knight is staying away from Gotham. It's all right? He's staying away. He's staying in his cave. He's going somewhere outside of Cincinnati, I guess. But listen, he is not. So who do you York. want? Who do you, who right. do you want? Before we get to Rob, who do you want as a pitcher for the Yankees? My ideal guy I want is Madison Bumgarner. If you want me to keep reaching for the oh, stars here, on. he's the guy I want. Yeah, and the Giants, are just who are in contention for the division right now, are just going to trade him to the Yankees. <laughs> Yeah, oh Bruce Folch is going to bend over. But you asked me who I want. I told you who I want. All right. And we got, I believe it's Rob on the phone. Rob, over the top sports, we are dying to hear what you have to say about the news here of John Tavares. Yeah, well, you guys all follow me on Twitter, and you know how I feel. And, uh, hey, you guys want your time to brag and be Ranger fans, I'll, uh, I'll take my medicine. Well, yeah, uh, lead it off, Mike. Give it to him. <laughs> Listen, um, I, I'm sure you didn't listen to the beginning of the show, but we did actually give you I've credit. Heard nothing, we felt so, we uh, I've heard nothing, so I'll start with that. We gave you credit as just being very knowledgeable with hockey. We had two Islander callers who are very um, – they're, they're mad at John. So I'll, I'll start off there, Rob. Are you uh, – I follow you on Twitter, I do, but others might not. Uh, are you mad at Tavares and how he handled this whole thing? Oh, absolutely. This guy is uh, – this guy's dead to me. He's, um, he's a fraud. He's a liar. Um, yeah. Lie um, right I, to your face, Rob. I, I mean, listen, he lied to my face, not, you know, not in a personal way. I mean, I'm just one of many microphones stuck in his face um, when, when he's done it. But he said repeatedly he wants to stay with the Islanders. He said last year, uh, there's an actual quote. He said, uh, when asked about Toronto, he said, uh, that is not going to happen. And um, he said there's always going to be speculation because he's from there. Um, it was handled wrong by the Islanders. It was handled wrong by Tavares. Um, if the guy didn't sign an extension last year, you need to trade him or you need to put pressure on him. But the, the Islanders decided that they wanted to let him run it. Um, they didn't put any pressure on him. And then push came to shove. And all of a sudden, he's in a meeting with Toronto. And they're saying, hey, you know, come back home. And it, and it struck a nerve. And I believed him that he was intent on, you know, coming back to the Islanders for a long time. But why would you let him get there? And you cannot let a guy go for nothing. So uh, they handled it wrong. And, and he's a liar and a fraud. And I'll tell you right now, Mike, if the Rangers are in an Eastern Conference final against the Maple Leafs with John Tavares, I will be rooting for your Rangers. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Save the date. Record that <laughs> clip. That is awesome. Wow. So do you, you have John Tavares buried in the dirt. You're least favorite hockey player of all time. I mean, he was my favorite. First of all, I'm a 36-year-old grown man that got emotionally attached to an athlete, um, and, and I let it hurt me. So I, that's, I think the days of me having favorite players are over. I'm too old for this crap. Um, there's no loyalty, and, and he, he doesn't owe me anything as a fan. I'll, I'll start with that. Um but, you know, it's just what happens in sports now. There is no loyalty. He said a million times um, he looked up to all the players that spent their entire careers with one team. I uh, looked back, you know, I had to cut a package at work yesterday, so I have to look back at old interviews. I found some. He said, I want to be like Steve Eisman. I want to be like Joe Sackick. Uh, I want to be like Derek Jeter. And he said those words. He goes, that's what I want to be. That's who I admire, and I admire that most about them. And uh, he didn't do it. So Rob, um, before, before it is what it is. To, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rob. No, I just said, so it is what it is. Uh, he he lied, and the Islanders now, uh, you know, this is what the Islanders fans are. You know, we've always been been the team we get, you know, crapped on all the time, and uh, nothing works out. The arena's always been a joke. Our ownership's been a joke. And I tell you this, 
you know, Ranger fans, I understand, you know, you guys want to laugh at us and poke your jokes and say whatever, but you know what, the fans themselves, the fans don't deserve it. And it's just, you know, another thing that Islander fans don't deserve. And I would agree with that most Islander fans don't deserve it, Rob, but there's a few on Twitter that do deserve it, and the tears just taste oh so sweet. Um, Before we get to what the Islanders do next, and uh, I just have to say that you adamantly said on this show he would go to Russia before (laughs) signing with Toronto, and you brought up the reasoning, you brought up the money, but uh, he's in Toronto, buddy, not Russia. Yeah, well, to your first point is there's there's, uh, fans of every team that, uh, deserve all the worst stuff in the world. So the Islanders are part of that. There are definitely Islander fans on Twitter that, that don't deserve nice things and they deserve all the crap that they get. Um, but to your second point, yeah, I mean, I'll own it. Um, first of all, I had heard John's comment saying he wasn't going to go to Toronto. And when you hear them up close and, and you want to believe somebody for saying it, because he didn't have to say that, he could have just said, oh, you know, I don't know what the future will hold. You never know, but he adamantly said no. So I believe that, number one. But number two, yeah, I stand by my reasoning, and I was wrong. And, uh, you know, sometimes in this business you're right and you're wrong, and I was dead wrong. I might look like an idiot, and I deserve anybody that makes fun of me for it. I did not see how they could give John Tavares $11 million, sign Austin Matthews for 10 or $11 million, because I'm sure there are people out there that are going to tell you that Austin Matthews is better than John Tavares, right? If not, he's at least equal, so he's going to get the same money when he's a free agent next year. Uh, then you got Nylander, Marner. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting some people capping in and then they got to sign their defense, Jake Gardner. They got to sign all these guys and there's the salary cap league. So I still, they might have a chance to win it the next two years before everybody has to get paid. But over the seven years of Tavares's career, I still don't believe they're going to be able to pay all these guys and be as good as they are right now. So Rob, you're not thankful for John Tavares winning you a playoff series after 23 straight years and missing the playoffs. Now that's out the window. You don't care because you Islander fans, I, I live with somebody. He was in tears when they won that series. It was literally like you won the Stanley Cup. Now that's you guys aren't thankful for that moment anymore. And what no, he brought I'm, to your franchise, like you should put a banner up and you're one of 16 buildings you're playing in over that well, series win. And Rob, I mean, you could keep uh, throwing Rob, in the digs. Go ahead. Rob, hold on one second. The Lakers and DeMarcus Cousins are close to finalizing a deal bearing any last minute snags with medicals. So that is breaking news here on Over the Top. Go ahead, Rob. And there's your other uh, super team in the West. LeBron James knew exactly what he was doing, guys. He was not going there to play out his career in Hollywood and make the extra money. He knew what he was doing. He was going to be a part of a super team, and now he's made one in Lake and uh, Los Angeles. I'm sure you guys will get to that in the last 13 minutes on the show. But, um, yeah, I mean, you could throw in your digs, Vinny. I get it. The 23 years, the people crying, the 16 buildings. I get it, and that's all part of, you know, if the Islanders ever win a cup, which I probably will happen the year after I die, so you guys are all betters the year <laughs> I die, please go to Vegas, throw a lot of money on the Islanders to win the Stanley Cup, and I promise you it'll pay off well as soon as I die. Um, yeah, I, I, listen, I appreciate all the great stuff he did. He was a great player on the ice. He was always professional to me in a professional setting, uh, very easy to deal with, um, just like most hockey guys are. Um, I'm in a unique spot. I'm a TV. I'm a reporter that has to deal with him, and I'm a fan. But I'm always a fan. I was a fan before a reporter, and I'll be a fan after. Uh, the fan in me hates it. I want loyalty. In hockey, he's the biggest free agent ever to leave his team. That never happens. And, of course, that happened to the Islanders. It's ridiculous. And I guess he's taking the uh, LeBron James route with the super team stuff because he's playing alongside Austin Matthews now, and that is uh, quite the du- uh, duo over there in Toronto. Well, I said this when I was talking to a friend the other day before I knew where he was going to go and I thought he could still go to the Islanders. If I was Toronto and I had that meeting with him last week in Los Angeles, I would have, uh, before he walked out of the door, said, oh, by the way, John, how would it feel to be the guy that brings your hometown team their first Stanley Cup since 1967? You'd be a god in Toronto where you're from. And to me, I can't blame him for doing it. Um, I blame him for everything else, but I can understand why he'd want to go home. If I was an NHL player for a long time and the Islanders had you know, offered me that money and they were that good, it would be hard for me not to come home too. But in the end, you can suck my ass. Rob, <laughs> please tell us what you did when the news dropped. What, what was your condition? Um, who did you speak to? Uh, where were you? Give us, a, give us everything. Uh, I have to go in a minute, so I'll make it quick. Um, I knew on Saturday night, Uh, you could start to tell that he was not going to sign that eight-year contract with the Islanders by midnight, which was the deadline. You knew if he didn't sign by midnight, he was a goner. Um, 
uh, you could tell there was no news breaking Saturday as the day went on, and you waited and hit refresh on Twitter about 4,000 times. Um, I did go to a bar. I went there by myself. I had a couple of drinks by myself on Saturday night. I went home. I went to bed, and I said, well, whenever I wake up, I'll see that it's Toronto. I knew it was going to be Toronto. Actually, I saw some reports, uh, but I wasn't putting that in the group chat and letting Mike get all over me for it. So uh, I saw it in the morning, and then, uh, you know, it it all started to come out, and I just uh, got ready for work, and I had a moment to myself, and and now this is it. It's being an Islander fan. You get used to it. All right, Rob, before you go, just give us uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are visiting the Long Island uh, Islanders in either Brooklyn or the National Coliseum. What's that ovation going to be like? Oh, he's going to get the hell boot out of him. I've heard a couple of movements, ones that the fans are going to turn their backs on him. I think that's so stupid. Um, let's turn <laughs> our backs on a guy. What the hell are you doing? Those are the idiots you were talking about before. Uh, one thing is he if they play a video guys, tribute, a lot of people want to throw their uh, Tavares jersey on the ice after a video tribute. That, to me, would be funny. I would do that. <laughs> All right, Rob. Real quick, last one for me. I know you got to go. Uh, I know you, you said on Twitter you don't want to spend the prospects to go get Eric Carlson and then be dealing with this contract situation next year. So, what would you like? What would make the Islander fan happy? What would you like them to go do? I do want to do the Carlson thing. The only thing I don't want the Islanders to do is to trade their top uh, round pick next year. I think they're going to suck. Um, if they trade it, that's fine, but it's got to be protected. It got to be top five protected in case they have a terrible year and they win the lottery. Um, I would love to get Carlson. I would take on Bobby Ryan for it. Um, I, I wanted to get Ryan O'Reilly, but that didn't work out. And uh, for the rest of it, guys, we can talk about it on Saturday. you got 10 minutes to deal with the Marcus Cousins, and uh, I'll listen to the show later, but thanks for having me. All right, Robbie, thank you. Rob, uh, listen, he manned up. He, uh, he manned up to Russia. <laughs> he manned <laughs> up to the whole island to dig. He, he called it. in. He, he took did. it pretty well. He definitely did. And Goon's saying we have another call, so uh, welcome to the show. Who do we have on the line? Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, HC from Wontaw. HC, what's going on, buddy? How's uh, it hanging? Uh, not hanging well for the last 48 hours, but I really didn't listen too much to this channel because I was pissed, but I figured that uh, probably the best thing to do is come out and vent. But you, so as you know, I'm a long-time Islander fan, and um, at first, you know, I was really <laughs> – at first, I was really pissed about the whole JT thing, how he handled it. I was so angry. I never went from loving a player so much to hating him. But, I mean, the more I'm thinking about it, I mean, this is also falls so much on Garcia as well. I mean, just how terrible the team has been now for the last 12 years. That's just, just nonstop nonsense. You know, not picking up the key guys to play around him. You know, it's had this guy for nine years. I can't get a big time play signing. And I always said, oh, the – um, my hands are tied because the arena, blah, 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 blah. But then they got arena, they still take any big deals, any deadlines, or free agency. And so, I mean, as much as I hate how he went around not announcing anything to last minute and not saying anything to the day, really quiet. I mean, Garth Snow, I mean, he's just he's just been an albatross on the franchise for so long. And I think he's more to blame more than anything at this point now. So you're putting this more on Garth Snow than you are on John Tavares. I, I feel it's more – I would say it's all on Tavares. Now I say it's about 50-50. It's both, it's both their faults. Is it Snow's I mean, fault that Tavares told them not to trade him at the deadline? Well, yeah, I would – my thing is, though, if I was Gar Snow, I was like, okay, well, if you don't want to be traded, you're so confident about staying here, then by this X date, you know, sign an extension or, you know, what else are we supposed to do here? I mean, I know he probably wanted to go respect the process and go through the free agents like Stamkos did, but I'd still be still a little weary, you know, being this is a contract year, like, you know, in the case, God forbid, in which it did happen, that this guy's going to go to a free agency and you're not going to get nothing out of him. Yeah, well, that's what ended up happening. It's a shame for Islander fans. That's obviously getting nothing in return for a top 10 player in the league does suck. Um, I'm interested. Uh, it's interesting that you say Garth Snow is more to blame for it. But uh, John Tavares, uh, are you going to burn his jersey? Are you ever going to wear his jersey? Are you going to throw it on the ice when the Maple Leafs come to town? Uh, What's no, your point with that jersey? I'm, I'm not stooping to that well. I'm not a classic fan. Like John Tavares shirts, I threw in a donation box today and uh, the St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, my jersey, though, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'd rather ruin it and not burn it. Maybe I could rip the numbers off and the 
name plate off the back of it, just use it as a blank jersey. But I'm not, I'm not gonna throw it on the ice. I'm not gonna burn it. Uh, I mean, it's just not worth my time and energy to do that. You know, I talking to my dad. My dad knew I was really pissed, and the one thing he said, "Hey, listen, you know, I know you love the guy so much. He was your favorite player, but you know what it comes down to is the crest on the front, not the name on the back. Don't let it get to you." And he kind of talked me out of jumping off the ledge yesterday, and so. <laughs> That's about it with that. All right. Well, HC, we appreciate the call. Um, John Tavares, well, he's head back home. Go ahead. Another thing I want to say, if I if you just let me in a few more seconds, um, I just wanted to say that even though he's gone, I'm still hopeful that if maybe if they can make some kind of trade here, get a defense and a goalie. I mean, you know, Clinko, that, you know, the overhit in so many other games. I mean, yes, Tavares is a big – I think 37 goals. I don't know the number off the top of my head. But the team can score. Andrews Lee can score. Uh, Everlane can score. Barzell can score. They get maybe a defenseman, a goalie, maybe a, one more solid forward. I mean, I don't think they'll be in too bad shape because I think the team can still score without him. Oh, Orsi, real quick. I know you were talking the other day. You bought that 20-game Coliseum package in seven <laughs> Barclays games. Do you regret that purchase? Well, I'm not gonna get into the deep. I'm not gonna go into the details of. Uh, all I'm gonna say is I don't regret it. My dad bought the tickets because of some circumstances. He bought the tickets because he wanted to spend, hang out, and have more time with me. So that aspect, I'm glad he did it. I can go to the games with him like I used to when I had season tickets. So, in that aspect of regard, I am glad he did buy the tickets. Still, I was. Vented to him that I, I told him I didn't want him to buy the tickets, but I told him knew how the, the team stand in the off season. But you know what? It's going to be bothersome bonding. You know, that's kind of how I'm going to look at it. So, um, in that regard, I'm glad he bought the tickets. All right, that was HC. Everybody, thank you for the call, uh, Goon. That's an interesting point you brought up. Uh, tell everybody, tell our viewers, if, for those who don't know, what the Islanders were trying to do with their package because you almost bought the tickets I did, I did. beforehand. So, so this is obviously before the news of Tavares signing. Tell them what's they, going on with their ticket package. They had a six-game Coliseum package, and because the original was only like, I think six games at the Coliseum, I inquired. It was the only package they offered was a six games at the Coliseum and like six games at the Barclays. I want nothing to do with the Barclays. Hate the Barclays. <laughs> I said no deal. Once they announced it was 20 games of the Coliseum, I figured they'd do a 20 game package. So I contacted the Islanders, told them I wanted a 20 game package. They said great, but we only sell 27 game package, 20, 20 Coliseum games, seven, seven Barclays games. I told them to suck it, and <laughs> a couple of days later, Tavares left. So now I'm very happy that they didn't offer just 20 games. And I wonder if those uh, value of those tickets have dropped now, but okay. um. All right, so definitely this show has obviously been covered by John Tavares, and rightfully so. We have uh, we have a strong Islander uh, fan base out there that who listen, and uh, it's a it's a big deal. It's a definitely a, a big hit in that organization. Uh, it's it's a stab wound Absolute that's going to be there for quite some time, and it makes us Ranger fans happy, and we'll be enjoying that all season long. But at the same time, big dick move by John Tavares. While we were on the phone with Rob, we uh, Big Mike dropped some big news for us. You want to drop that again? And, yeah, so it looks like Cousins to uh, the Lakers is done pending medicals. All yeah. right, there you go. Boogie Cousins is the next guy up to join LeBron James, the next big name that's about to join him. Uh, that's a that's a big-time deal. Listen, this guy, he doesn't play any defense at all, but he is an offensive powerhouse, but he is coming off an Achilles injury. Right. So uh, we're talking about 2018 still, maybe not being the year for the, year for the Lakers. Uh, this might be a 2019. Uh, he might not come back all season. If he does, it's going to be late. He's going to miss – Probably until the All-Star break. He suffered that a little after the All-Star game last year. So, he's going to miss some time. Um, but he doesn't play any defense. But, listen, uh, this guy's had a bad attitude. You're talking about LeBron's being surrounded by people with bad attitudes, man. You got JaVale McGee, who's just stupid. He's just brain dead out there. You got Lance Stevenson, who God knows what's going on, uh, what's ticking up there. And DeMarcus Cousin, who's, who is a technical foul, a night kind of guy, mm-hmm. and just has bad behavior just on and off the court. So, uh, but the talent is certainly there. But he's the next guy, and we'll see if they can get a deal for Kawhi Leonard. They've never played with LeBron James, though, Finney. They've never played with somebody of that caliber, that leadership. This is LeBron's team now. It wasn't with the whole Kobe and Shaq thing and Dynasty, fine. This is his team now. 
there's going to be nobody in there, um, you know, slacking off or effing around or whatever that's going to be because LeBron's going to put them in check. He's going to get the most out of these players. And I agree with you. They might not be this season. They're going to go to the finals at some point. They are. If he keeps loading it up, they eventually will get into the finals. Nope, nope, nope. Never beaten Golden State as long as Kevin Durant's on the Warriors. That. We don't know about injuries. Never happened. We don't know about injuries. Never happened. That'd be your only way of seeing that happen. It's still Golden State's league no matter what LeBron does. That's why it surprised me big time of him going over there. Uh, we're down to our last 30 seconds here. Uh, Cam Chancellor, he retired from the NFL at 30 years old. He was a, the Seahawks. It looks like the Seattle Seahawks finally down, going down to the stinker. They lose another person that's secondary. Uh, Big Mike streamers are up on Facebook. We're unable to get to them, but obviously all the fantasy baseball advice you need, check him out on the Twitter, Over the Top Sport. No S. John Tavares, he is back home, baby. This is Vinny the Shark, Big Mike. We're signing off. I'm back where I belong. I never felt so strong and... Good night, everybody. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. Good night, everybody. Check out our website, www.overthetopsportshow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport, no S, and on Instagram at Over the Top Sports Show. I'm coming home, I'm coming home, tell the world I'm coming home. Let the rain wash away all the pain of yesterday.